Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Intimidated by the big stage. What great enthusiasm. Let's get the flag out. Calm down. They, they, they couldn't beat Wales, who has not been in a World Cup since 1958. They fell apart in the second half. They committed an awful penalty in the penalty box. They had no offense. Horrific, horrific substitution battered by the head coach. We got the president give them a pep talk before the tournament started. And they lay an egg like that. You know, they're not going to get out of the round. They're not, England and Wales are going to go, not the United States. That was an awful, awful second half with the money on the line in Qatar a couple days ago. I don't know about that, what you critiqued. What I will say to you is this. You are the United States of America. And in a World Club, as it says, UEFA opponents without a victory 0-5-5, that is not what America stands for. Not that level of alarming mediocrity. I'm very disturbed by that. When you say USA, I expect wins attached to it. Okay. When I don't see wins, I have a problem. Okay, they didn't play two. Germany. They didn't play Spain. Two they played Wales. It's a province. Okay. They were, you know the last time they were in the World Cup? Before I was born, the last time they were in the World Cup. That's a very, very long number time. Three. That's a very, very no, long time. I, I, I was okay. gonna Bring do, us home, doggy. I, I was going to do field. Adams, McKinney, Kesti, Midafjallar, Kastig, Desk, under Polishwitz, the goal! It's a match of 1-0. Eltua Stadium, McKinney, Dest has made the run, trying to get in behind Hatsafi, Pulisic! Christian Pulisic scores for the United States. They have to win this game, and they are in front. They deserved it. They really have. We have breaking news from the World Cup, where the U.S. has moved on to the second round of the world's largest sporting event. That's right. The U.S. beat Iran one to nothing to advance to the knockout round. The teams were cordial with each other after the game. Before the game, though, Iran called on the World Cup to disqualify the United States after the U.S. Soccer Federation modified the Iranian flag in a social media post. Well, we will have more on the game as well as the geopolitical implications of both of these teams facing off. Coming up in our 7 p.m. hour on CBS News Primetime.
You are listening to your World Cup Match Day 11 preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Of course, there'll be a Match Day 10 recap as well because America, fuck yeah, are through to the round of 16 of the World Cup. They will play against Holland on Saturday. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my Twitter account. I am at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The pin tweet on that account is currently the PL for October for LockBetting.com. That was the 113th month in a row of Transparent Trap Profit. That will be changing in the next 24 hours to the November PL, which was our 114th month in a row of Transparent Trap Profit. Sign up for December as we look for month number 115. That's where we'll be posting all our plays for the World Cup knockout stages as well as all of the final weeks of the NFL regular season and all other sports. So moving on with looking back at match day 10, the USA are there and USA being there has surprised me. I did say at the start of the tournament that the way the fixtures were laid out, that would make it difficult for the US to qualify. I thought they needed to win their opener against Wales and they should have done. They were the much better team. We heard some experts there at the top of the show commenting on that result against Wales. What they failed to recognise is the fact that Wales have gone toe-to-toe with top teams over the last five years. In Gareth Bale, they often have the best player on a pitch. This is a guy who won the Champions League by himself and also was massively instrumental in winning an MLS Cup just recently for LAFC. And when you have a player like that and you're accompanied by a lot of other players that play in the EPL, you have a chance of doing something in major tournaments. Wales have qualified for the the knockout round of Euro 2020. They went to a semi-final of Euro 2016. So for USA to be out playing Wales... That was a monumental achievement. And in the end, they couldn't see it through because they couldn't take their chances. To get a nil-nil draw against England, that is a phenomenal result. England have been to the finals of the last Euros and they were the semi-finalists at the last World Cup as well. And USA outplayed them as well for large periods of the game. To come into this game against Iran, who rarely lose, and only lost three out of the last 22 coming into this game, that also is a great result for the US. So I understand that the US media expect a lot from this team, this young team of talented players. But for this team to get through, make no mistake, make no mistake about it, it wasn't an expectation. It is a phenomenal achievement, not just because they've got through ahead of Wales and Iran, two very competent teams, but because of the way that they've played in every single one of those games. For USA to be statistically better in all three of their games, better than Wales, better than England, better than Iran, is an incredible achievement. And this team is well ahead of schedule as to where they should be. And they have a real chance of doing very, very well at the 2026 World Cup where they will host. I think this team could realistically get to a quarterfinal or maybe even a semi-final if the draw opens up for them. I don't know how things are going to look in the world of football in four years' time, but I do know if USA continue down this path and continue on this trajectory, then they will make an impact at that World Cup, just like they've made this one. I was concerned coming into the tournament with the lack of 
very difficult games that they get being in the CONCACAF region and that will still continue to be a problem. But they've gone toe-to-toe with two UEFA teams. They've gone toe-to-toe with Iran today. In fact, as I said, once again, and I'll say it, they'll dominate all three games. They were the much better team against England. England were the team that were clinging on in the last half an hour and England are one of the favourites to win this competition. So I can't say good enough things about the US. Did they surprise me? Yes. Not just because they've qualified, but the thing that surprised me the most was the fact that they've played so well in all three of those games. One thing which I think will end up costing them and why I think they'll probably go out in the next round against the Dutch is the fact that they lack a clinical goal scorer. That's something that the US need to discover between now and 2026 if they really want to have a decent run in that tournament. They are missing far too many chances. They look defensively solid. They look like they can create. When you look at Timothy Weyer, when you look at McKenney, especially when you look at Christian Pulisic, I think between now and that World Cup, Christian Pulisic needs to move on. If it's not working out at Chelsea, go to a team where you are getting 90 minutes every single week on a regular basis. Is he good enough to play for Chelsea? Yes. But has it happened? No. It now hasn't happened with Thomas Tuchel and it hasn't happened with Graham Potter. So I think I think it is time for Christian Pulisic to move on and make sure he's getting regular football in the league. He needs to be playing regularly for the next four years. He can stay in the Champions League. He just has to drop out of the EPL or he has to find another EPL team who are on the periphery of trying to qualify for the Champions League. Perhaps that move to Newcastle was the best thing for Christian Pulisic to do. And perhaps that was, that's something that will still come to fruition in the future. But he cannot stay at Chelsea. He cannot continue to be a bit part player if he looks to improve. And if he does improve anymore, he'll be a key player going into the next World Cup as well. But as I said, they do need that striker to put away these chances. USA cannot continue to dominate games and create this many chances for their, for their team and only come away with um, the two goals that they've scored here in the group stage. Their play warrants far more than two goals. But the big, big plus point is the fact they only conceded one goal and that one goal didn't come from open play. So they haven't conceded a single goal from open play. And they haven't really looked like conceding one either. They've been very, very solid. As I said, everything about this US team has surprised me, other than the fact that they've qualified, because it was always going to be a coin flip between Iran, Wales and the US, in my opinion. The way that they've played has been the big surprise that's caught me off guard. And I've been very, very impressed in every single game with the US. Don't listen to this this US media. They don't know what they're watching. They don't know what they're talking about. They probably follow soccer every two to four years. The fact they call it soccer is annoying in itself. So take it from me, somebody who covers this sport 24-7, somebody who has 10 to 15 years of tracked transparent profit in this sport, somebody who started sports betting on soccer from 12 years old. Your team are doing well. Your team are where they want to be right now, going into hosting a World Cup in four years' time. This is a phenomenal achievement. Don't let these media people in the US tell you that it isn't. Don't let them tell you that they've had a poor World Cup if they are eliminated on Saturday, no matter what the score is against this Dutch team, who, by the way, 
are undefeated under Louis van Gaal. Since he's took over, they haven't lost a single game. They haven't even been close to losing a game. So this is a very, very good team that you come up against. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that they haven't been convinced by them so far and that the US have a chance. They do because USA don't concede a lot of goals. And if they can turn it into a tight and cagey affair, then obviously they have a chance of sneaking a winner. But ultimately, I expect the Dutch to come through. But that will be no reflection of where... Where the USA are if Holland do win that game and qualify for the quarterfinal at the expense of USA on Saturday. So looking at the rest of the things that happened today, Holland did top the group. They gave a routine performance against Qatar, winning 2-0. That did cover our minus 1.5 Asian handicap line. But they did nothing more than that. It was just a routine professional job that they did on Qatar. They weren't looking to to score four or five. Perhaps they would have done if the different result was happening in the other game between Senegal and Ecuador had Ecuador been winning. But Ecuador were never winning that game. They went 1-0 down to Senegal. Senegal were unable to sit on the lead and allowed Ecuador to score. But surprisingly, Senegal struck back. They showed some incredible spirit. They showed the spirit of African nations champions. I knew all along, obviously, it wasn't just Sadio Mane. It wasn't the Sadio Mane show, especially when you're a team that sit back defensively not to get beaten as often as Senegal do. You're not suddenly going to just stop doing that if you lose Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane is a very important player. He's important when it comes to raising team spirit, morale, getting the key goals when, when they need them. But At the end of the day, this is a solid, defensive, well-organised team with other players other than Sadio Mane. So it didn't surprise me to see them managing without him, although they now face England on Saturday. And I'm expecting England to get through that. I think without Sadio Mane there, this is the type of game where they'll fall short, just like they did against the Dutch. They showed very little ambition in that game against Holland. I expect similar tactics against England, with Senegal sitting in with a defensive low block, trying to steal the game and inviting England to break them down. But I'm confident that England do have the players to break them down. The players on the pitch today were the players who need to start in the next game as well. Mason Mount hasn't been good for a couple of years. He's not going to break down any defences for you. I know he's one of Gareth Southgate's favourites, but Mount is out of form. Raheem Sterling is out of form. I don't have an issue with Saka, but in Foden and Grealish and Marcus Rashford, these are three players that offer you something completely different. These are players that can open up teams out of nowhere. You can't drop Bellingham at this point. You can't drop Declan Rice. You can't drop Harry Kane because he's your captain. So I think a team similar to what we saw today will be able to get the job done against Senegal. I would go with the same back line that we started with today. Kieran Trippier offers you more going forward. But um, defensively, Carl Walker is solid for me. He's still the best right back in world football, no matter how old he is. And uh, I would stick with Walker. I would stick with Shaw. I would stick with Maguire. I would stick with Stones. I would put um, Bellingham and Rice in front of them. And um, today, Bellingham played in a deeper role where um, Jordan Henderson came into the team. Jordan Henderson cannot be in this England team. I would find a way to put Jack Grealish at the front of that midfield, get Grealish on the pitch with Foden and Marcus Rashford and have Harry Kane up top and uh, really go for this team, really go for the Senegal team, go into an early lead, 
open the game up, make them um, change their tactics where they intend to sit in because you've scored an early goal and England should be able to win comfortably and get themselves into a quarter-final where they'll probably come up against France. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because we haven't looked at any of the games from match day 11. We will start with France. France have pretty much already won this group at this stage. While not the mathematical winners of the group, Australia would need a miracle win over Denmark by a huge scoreline in order to take over France, who would subsequently need to lose against Tunisia. I don't see France losing to Tunisia. They are the one to two favourites to win the game tomorrow. It's seven to two on the draw, and it's eight to one here on Tunisia. Difficult to make a bet here on this game because I don't know how much Didier Deschamps is going to rotate here. I do believe that the French players that come in will be able to still pick up a win against Tunisia. But when you do make changes, it does make it more likely that your opponents can get a goal, especially if they're chasing a win. And Tunisia will be chasing a win. They'll need to throw men forward and try to pick up a win. And I think that could lead to France conceding as France have conceded in seven of their last eight games. And therefore, I think both teams to score could be a good way to go with this game with it being available at six to five plus 120 for this one Uh, but ultimately I do think France will come away with the win but um, as I said even if France go ahead in this game Tunisia are going to have to keep chasing keep chasing keep chasing there's there's nothing else that they can do they have to win this game and that really sets it up for France to counter-attack and perhaps win this game by quite a wide margin in the end and I said but as I said that will depend on what players are on the pitch for France tomorrow who starts will Kylian Mbappe get a rest given that he's going to be a key player if you want to win this tournament so um, we'll wait and see on the team news and that one that's why I take a very um, small lean on both teams to saw here because of the situation that Tunisia find themselves in. In the other game, which is far more important, Denmark are the 8-15 favourites on the money line to win it. It's 10-3 on the draw and it's 13-2 here on Australia. Denmark need to win to get in. That is the situation. Australia can qualify with a draw because they already have that 1-0 win against Tunisia. So they're already sitting on three points. The draw will take them onto four points. It will leave Denmark on two points. And uh, Tunisia, they go into the game against France on only one point, with France carrying a 100% record into their game. So can Australia pick up the point that they need? The answer is yes, if... Denmark continue to play the way they've played so far in this tournament. They do look a little bit toothless. It is a little bit concerning if you've taken Denmark to qualify. Australia and Denmark have only scored three goals between them so far. And Australia are unbeaten in six of the last seven internationals. And a draw will be safe for Australia in this game. But I just think Denmark have too much pedigree. have too much quality on the pitch to exit at this stage. I think Australia will sit in looking to contain this team and trying to get that draw. But ultimately, when you look at the players that Denmark have on the pitch, when you're looking at someone like Christian Eriksen, from Man United I think they will be able to unlock the door I don't know if it's going to happen in the first half I don't know if it's going to happen in the second half if you were to ask me to guess I would say that Australia do manage to implement their tactics successfully through to half time but at some point in that second half 
Denmark are going to continue to knock on the door and they will get the breakthrough that sees them through to the round of 16. But I don't see this being a high scoring game. If the 8 to 15 doesn't appeal to you, then tack on the under 4.5 goals as this one's definitely not going to get to five goals. In fact, you could even tack on the under three and a half goals and be pretty safe here. Another way to play this would be to take Denmark to win to nil as I don't see Australia scoring in this game or really showing too much intent. I think their tactic is going to be to sit in with a low block and deny Denmark from playing and try to deny Denmark from scoring here and getting themselves through to that round of 16. So I'm going to take Denmark with the under four and a half goals as my top lean, but there are plenty of ways in for this game. Up next, we move on to the 7 o'clock kickoff, 7 o'clock UK time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And we start with the game between Poland and Argentina. This is the big game tomorrow because Argentina's World Cup future still hangs in the balance. Argentina are the 1-2 to two favourites to win the game. It's 10-3 on the draw and it's 15-2 to here on Poland. Argentina's money line price is the same price as it is for them to win this group. That's because if Argentina win, in all likelihood, they do win the group. The only way they would be stopped is if Saudi Arabia deliver a convincing win over Mexico. Now, that's not likely to happen. So Argentina know if they win, they will win the group. And that will be a great comeback after their very, very poor showing on the first match day where they were beaten by Saudi Arabia. That wasn't really a poor showing overall. That was a poor 45 minutes, not just conceding the goals, but the response to it. But they did have a very, very good response against Mexico. And I think they'll find a way to get over the line here. And that'll make things very, very interesting for second spot between Saudi Arabia, Mexico and Poland. But we'll talk about that when we move on to the next game for me. This is a very, very simple play on Argentina. If you don't want to take the one to two and you're looking to extract a little bit more value from this selection, you can take Argentina and under four and a half goals as well. Or you can take the big plus money price on Argentina to win to nil. That one is available for you here at five to four plus 125. Aside from the second half collapse against Argentina, uh, against Saudi Arabia, Argentina's defence has been excellent as of late and they have six clean sheets in their last seven games. They should be able to beat Poland without conceding. Poland do struggle going forward, despite the fact they have Robert Lewandowski. Um, but they are fairly resolute defensively. And I don't think they'll be looking to score here. I think they'll be looking to come away with a draw that sees them go through and sees them top the group. So I'm not looking for any kind of runaway win here for Argentina. I think this could be similar to the Mexico game. It could even be goalless at halftime like that one was. But ultimately, I do think Argentina break through and find a way to qualify and top the group. So where will that leave Poland? Well, if Poland aren't beaten heavily, they should still be able to qualify because they do have a 2-0 win over Saudi Arabia. And they're coming to this game with a plus two goal difference, whereas Mexico come in with a minus two goal differential. So the only way that would level out is if Argentina beat Poland by two goals or more and if uh, Mexico beat Saudi Arabia by two goals or more. Let's say Argentina win 2-0 and Mexico win 2-0, then Poland and Mexico are identical. They're exactly level. They've had the exact same results. So that is a very complicated scenario in itself. As for Saudi Arabia, they still have that win over Argentina, but they come into this with a minus one goal differential because they did lose 2-0 to Poland. So if they come away with a point in this game, 
they will still have a minus one goal differential. And the only way for them to qualify by getting just a point would be for Argentina to do them a big favour and pick up a convincing win against Poland. That would be a 4-0 win instead of a 3-0 win because Poland would have scored more goals than Saudi Arabia depending on the scoreline in their draw against Mexico if it is a draw. So it's all very, very complicated. We'll see how it plays out tomorrow. For me, I think that Argentina will pick up a win. And I also think Mexico will pick up a win against Saudi Arabia, but I don't think we're going to see that four-goal swing. So despite the fact that Poland should lose to Argentina, I do see them getting through with a defeat. As for the, the other game between Saudi Arabia and Mexico, I think Mexico will narrowly find a way to edge it. The prices for this game see Mexico as the 7-10 favourite on the money line. It's 29-10 on the draw and 4-1 on the Saudis. I can't see past Mexico and I'm not looking for a play beyond them winning this game at 7-10 to 10 on the money line. I don't think it's been talked enough, talked about enough how historical this would be for Saudi Arabia getting out of the group stage. They did not disgrace themselves against Poland and they've definitely shown that they can hold their own throughout this group stage. I think they'll be sitting up defense, setting up defensively here in a low block looking to nick a 1-0 win. And that obviously makes it possible that we could end up seeing a nil-nil draw here with Mexico not being able to break this defence through and the counter-attacking opportunity not presenting itself for the Saudis. I think that's a massive, massive price here at 16-1, to considering how many nil-nil draws we've seen so far and the data for this game. Mexico haven't scored in any of the last four World Cup tournament games, while Saudi Arabia didn't manage to find a net despite making 16 goal attempts last time out. So a nil-nil is a real possibility. That's not a terrible result for Saudi Arabia either, because it will give them a chance still of qualifying. They'll just need a big, big favour from Argentina, who would need to get a significant win over Poland. So Poland are definitely in pole position going into tomorrow. No pun intended, but I do think they'll go through with Argentina, with Argentina topping the group. And as I said, all Argentina realistically need to do to top the group is to win their game against Poland. That's why their to win the group price is exactly the same as their money line price for tomorrow's game. So... That concludes all of your picks for match day 11, along with your recap of match day 10, which of course saw both USA and England through to the round of 16. Tomorrow is another fascinating day in the group stage stage as uh, Spain and Germany look to qualify for the next round. Spain are already there, but Germany's future hangs in the balance. And we are very, very likely to lose one of Croatia and Belgium. Belgium have been one of the tournament favourites for the last decade and Croatia got to the final of the last World Cup and we could very well lose one of them tomorrow. So a very, very interesting day coming up tomorrow as well. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.